another Solid Gold podcast. And it's a beautiful day and uh, I'm Melanie Walker here in Johannesburg, full of the joys of autumn and I'm sure that Jenny Baxter sitting in on tea is full of the joys of spring. <laughs> you look like you are, it's another lovely day there. Hello. Hello Mel. Yes it is. Um, actually it went up to 30 degrees on Saturday. Whoa. Which is... Pretty warm for spring, but I think it was, you know, we had almost like a berg wind. I felt like I was back in KwaZulu-Natal. It was amazing. Oh, excellent. No, I mean, it's just absolutely yeah. fantastic at the moment. And I think that, you know, well, I hope that a lot of people are feeling a little bit more positive about stuff. Although you go into social media and you'd think that there's like the end of the world is coming. I suppose it does feel like that occasionally. <laughs> we had a whole day without load shedding the other day. I didn't know what to do with that much power. It's like, I've got the power. No I should get my sword and get, they can be only one. I was having scenes of the Highlander in my head again, which I know is bizarre, but anyway. <laughs> the Scottish person. In so was that up. at the weekend? Yeah. On the weekend, we had like a whole day and I was like thinking... When's our power going out? Oh, it's not going out. I didn't know what to do. It was like, whoa, I can actually kind of watch <laughs> something, like the whole thing without it cutting off in the middle. It was rather pleasant, although I was working with and so I wouldn't have noticed, to be honest with you. But <laughs> such is life. So what, what has been happening in the world of sapeople.com? Um, well, um, weather-wise, you know, Andre Pollard, the Springbok um, fly half? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the way she always like, what was that again? <laughs> a rugby well, player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A really good one who, who helps us win very often. Mm. I, I mean, I have watched him and photographed him quite a bit. But um, so he's in Leicester at the moment in England. And remember, I told you it was snowing last week. So we got a great video that his wife posted of him trying to get all the snow off his car. But I think it was her caption that was the best mm. about how difficult this was for somebody who's a perfectionist <laughs> to have their car covered in snow. No, no. Yeah. No. But um, I, I wouldn't know. Shame. I mean, one of the one of the saddest news I think is um, Costa Titch, who collapsed and passed away on on stage, and. Um, that made news all around the world. We had people in Australia, America, England, everybody sending us news headlines. Mm. Um, so, you know, the rest of the world was thinking of South Africa. It's been a pretty rough time for musicians in SA. Well, of course, yesterday, um, of course, today is Wednesday, um, but Gloria Bosman, the great jazz singer, also passed away, which is, you know, I mean, I've just seen on social media that everybody is like kind of reeling from this because she really was absolutely adored by so many people and one of one of our great singers in the country as well. Okay, yeah, so no, that is the, I mean, for all of the people who knew and loved those people and friends, family, our most sincere condolences from from the two blondes on sapeople.com. Um, on to things which might affect uh, the whole country, the whole well, country as a whole, and I don't know if they're going to be allowed to go ahead with it. I know they've been threatening for this whole national shutdown on Monday the 20th um, by the EFF. Um, I saw something on there about the guys from the EFF going out to the airports and saying to all of the people at the, the airports, you will close the airport down on the day. It's a complete national shutdown. And I'm sitting and thinking, what is that going to achieve except having fewer people voting for you in the next elections? Because I don't think very yeah, many people would be happy. it's a pretty tough one. Mm. 
It's a pretty tough one. I mean, you know, it's not just the EFF. There's other people as well. The EFF have pointed out that, you know, how come when other people wanted Zuma out, because part of their national shutdown is that they would like Ramaphosa to be replaced. You know, they're saying to have a man in in presidency, over 87,000 people have been murdered since he got into power. Um, the load shedding, the economy, you, you know, various things, that the, the, the hidden dollars in his sofa. Um, and they're saying, you know, with Zuma, you didn't complain when we did, you know, shutdowns and protests, and now you're complaining. But as you say, with the airport, that is the difference. But it's a, it's a much time bigger... with Zuma, people were able to... But also with Zuma, people were volunt voluntarily able to join these marches, whereas with this one, they are almost threatening, mm. you know, if you don't join, um, perhaps you'll be looted. They're not saying we're going to do the looting, but they're saying, you know, close your shops, close your app. I just think that everybody sees it so as a huge threat. And, and frankly, that's kind of, I hate to say Gestapo tactics, but it, it kind of smacks of that to me. Um, no, I think... Well, I think the DA has gone to yeah. court over it, so they're trying to get it... Um, me, I don't understand politics. I just always got involved in the environmental side of things. That's when that's what I used to do for uh, in the way of politics is I'd go down to parliament and go and harangue ministers about not strip mining. So that's that's as much as I get into politics and of course local ward politics <laughs> which can be quite difficult in a little village. Get into. Yeah, sheesh. Yeah. It is very difficult. But I'd like to do a, actually a shout out to Adrian Ruiz um, who is the Deputy Minister of Home Affairs for the DA, mm. so Shadow Deputy Minister. Um, he really does so much. He works nights, weekends, mm. Um, etc. And at the moment, he, you know, we said he went to the Supreme Court of Appeal about the loss of South African citizenship. citizenship. Yeah. yeah, I caught up with him yesterday. And he said that the hearing went well, but judgment was reserved. Mm. And we can typically expect this to take one to three months. Okay. Well, let's keep... So hopefully we'll have some good news soon. Fingers crossed. Yeah. All right. Okay, so let's Fingers get on crossed. to... And, and yeah? No, and something else where he's helping as well mm. is um, there's this British guy in South Africa, like many foreigners, who, you know, is earning a lot of money, employing South Africans, doing philanthropic work, you know, really loves South Africa. Mm. He doesn't want to leave South Africa. He wants to stay there, but he's not South African. And he's been there for over 10 years um, and has been, you know, desperately asking Home Affairs for a permanent residency. residency. But they should have given him and that after keep, two years, shouldn't they? Yeah, they, they just keep coming up with, you know, what he calls frivolous reasons, um, untrue reasons for why he can't stay. He feels a lot of it is a little bit xenophobic. Uh, anyway, um, we've got the article in SA People with a video from him. He's now pledged money to help other people to try and create a precedent. And, um, and we, uh, Adrian Ruiz has also um, agreed to take, take on that for well, us. Well, it seems like so. it would be something that you want to keep the person who's doing that. Whereas, you know, I mean, I, I did yeah. read something yesterday where they're going on a... Is, I'm, I'm open to correction here about a, a crackdown on the Zimbabweans. Like they reckon, what, over a million Zimbabweans have come through into the country and they're saying that they haven't got the right papers and this, that and the other, so they're working on repatriations. 
even for people who've been here for oh, okay. quite a few years. I don't know. So Shame. it just seems and, and ugh, bizarre. I know. It's so awful. And, and, and if, uh, yeah, I, I just know, that, you know, there's so many really good workers and, um, and people who just want a good life, who just, who just want to provide for their family and not cause disturbance. and Just get on with life yeah. and work together. That's yeah. what the whole spirit of Ubuntu is about, after all. So let's get off of that stuff because there's not very yes. much we can do about it. <laughs> However, there is stuff that we can do to make people's lives a little happier. And that's what a lot of the stories that come from sapeople.com are about, the happy stories. And I see you've got here something about, and you can get into your story, but it just says Parktown Prawn. Now, for those of you, <laughs> I think we all know what a Parktown Prawn is. They get known as Park more Prawns, Parkhurst Prawns, Park Prawns. They're the, the, the giant, giant king crickets. Okay, I personally don't mind them. They come wandering through the house. I shoo them back into the garden because they're, they're pretty good for your soil because they bury down and they turn the soil over. Okay, so then, And the hardy dolls like to eat them, so I don't have a problem with them. However, most people are terrified of them, and if they get like in a corner, they squirt ink and well, – I don't know. It's not ink. That's stuff. So people are freaked out I about know. them. Do you remember my curtain in Craig Hall Yes, Park? yeah. They destroyed my curtain. Yeah. So, but a friend of mine, um, somebody <laughs> sent him over a parcel, I think it was a pair of shoes or something, and somehow or the other, when he opened this parcel in Los Angeles, there was a parktown prawn <laughs> that had come in oh, one no. shoe all the way over. So he went out and he got a little small fish tank and he kept it as a pet. <laughs> but then he was worried. No. It was going to be lonely. And he was sort of like phoned me and said, you know, is there any way that you can maybe send me another one? <laughs> and I was thinking, oh, that's how things like rabbits start in Australia and destroy the entire yeah. world. So, no, I'm not sending you another yeah. one. <laughs> he should rather have been put in a first class ticket home. <laughs> yeah. so, so what did your parktown prawn story? <laughs> well, we've got a fabulous story written by a Andrea Zanon. Um, she's got this Our Fireside Stories website and she's um, collaborating with SA People. So if you have any cute stories like that, you know, send them to us for her um, and so that we can share them. And this was her going to school in the morning and one of her brothers, a similar thing where a parktown prawn suddenly came out of his school satchel. And, and just how the kids in the car couldn't sit in their seats like they're climbing on the dashboard <laughs> and mom had to pull over on the on the road you know pull over they all jumped out the car and that's just what you do when you well what most of us except for Melanie do when we see a park town prawn is just get as far away from it as okay, you can. Okay I do have to say though when it comes to spiders I'm I'm not your girl okay my dad once <laughs> he went walking in the Tsitsi Kama forest because he was a big hiker I mean we live up to our surname the walkers right so he comes back and he's <laughs> He's busy unpacking his thing at home and, you know, puts his rucksack down and he takes his hiking boots out and he puts them down. My mother sat there and she's just watching and she just sees these these legs coming out of the one boot. <laughs> so she watches and this thing, which is about the size of my hand, crawls over the boot and comes down and it's now walking across the floor. At which stage she went and grabbed a can of doom and like spraying it. Not like a prophet or anything, okay? We're not doing doom profiting. But <laughs> sprayed this thing. It curled up into a ball and she thought, okay, fine. She wouldn't go near it. She just watched it. And about a half an hour later, the legs unfurled and it walked off again and it disappeared. And she said, you know what, if it lived through a whole thing of doom, it can live in the house. I'd go outside and they, what they do is they take the, the, the small tender sapling branches, um, like twigs yeah. and things, and pull them together and make these huge nests. 
So I'd see them in the garden every now and then. So we had this host of Tsitsikoma forest spiders in our little man-made forest in Johannesburg, which is like, oh, my gosh. Amazing. You know, you know, in Noosa, obviously we had, in Australia, we had squillions mm. of spiders, uh, in, including those huge huntsmen. Oh, yeah. But... Um, but my funniest always was when we were walking in the evening and they would make, um, just at the end of the day, they suddenly make these, these huge like nest things, like, like hammocks that come across and they, you would be walking and if you're walking fast, you would honestly like boomerang back because it would, it would spring you back. Like that's how you couldn't walk through them. They're amazing stuff. I mean, honestly. It sounds like the island of Arid <laughs> in, in the Seychelles. It's actually a bird island. Lots of birds. Nobody lives on the island, I think, except for one custodian. But the, the spiders, they make the webs across the pathways at night and you're walking and it just goes, yeah. <laughs> the big spider yeah, like this exactly. size. Like huge. Exactly. Anyway, enough about <laughs> insects and all of those kind of things because I don't like, yeah. I don't like bugs. Anyway, so. Um, what? Well, for expats, we've got some lovely yeah. news, which is Lady Smith Black Mambasa ah. are going to be at Harvard University on Sunday night. Fantastic. So that's really special. Spread peace and love and ba 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 so um it's at sanders theater which is quite well known if if people are in that area um and then on the article we've also got how they got their name how joseph oh, okay. shabalala came up with lady smith black Mombasa. i will have to read that i will definitely yeah read it's that. very interesting very, very very cool okay so what news do you have from expats We've got a brilliant interview with uh, Stelio Savante. He's been in numerous movies, acted South African, um, and and acted with you know a range of of names and characters. And um, and in this, he talks about he talks really openly about working with Anne Heche mm. on her very last film, which I think I've mentioned before, and also um, Tom Sizemore who sadly passed away a couple of weeks ago um and he you know he had helped tom quite a bit he was also very close to Anne. so um he's also got some great tips for south africans on making it in hollywood basically you've got to pitch up as you and um and it's a marathon, mm. you know, just know that you're in for a marathon. Um, and he's got a really good tip about if ever you're acting in movies and you need to lose your South African accent, you know, you need to put on somebody else's accent, um, which is that you have to, to prepare, you have to start thinking in that other mm. accent. To be sure. And once you can think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, like, yeah, Arnold Forslew does a, a pretty good, but the funny thing is with Arnold Forslew, when you see him and he's playing a South African in the movie, he doesn't sound South African, <laughs> which is weird. Oh, funny. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like Charlize Theron as well. She was in a movie where she played a South African. And um, in fact, I think it's the movie that Sean Penn made mm -hmm. because I then went to the press conference in Cannes and they had, he had ghosted her by then. Remember when ghosting became famous and, um, and they sat two people apart and it was so awkward, this entire interview with them two not talking to each other. But anyway, she was a South African in that film. And you're right. It felt awkward. Yeah. She didn't feel South African enough. My favorite one ever, of course, is Val Kilmer in The Saint trying to do a South African accent. <laughs> 
Oh, it wasn't no. too bad, but you just didn't get it quite right. But anyway. But, well, I mean, yeah, that, that's a whole other story. We'll get onto that one other day, another day. Um, what is this about? I mean, I don't, I still want to know how people make money being a YouTuber. Well, it's because other people, well, first of all, if you've got a lot of followers, you have adverts that come up on YouTube, mm -hmm. you see them, you know, either you have to wait 30 seconds or, or they pop up. So you're making money there. Mm -hmm as long as you've got lots of followers. And secondly, you get sponsored. So what happened with this YouTuber that I think you're referring to, Mr. Beast, mm -hmm. who just did an amazing video in South Africa. It's already been watched, less than a week, been watched by over 5 million people. Um, so what happened to him? He's only 24 and about uh, a few years ago, uh, he got offered $10,000 and he said, I'll only take this 10000 if I can give it all away. Mm. And so that's been his modus operandi is whatever money he gets, he gives away. But then he's making lots of other money on his other channel. Um, and so he's given away, he got sponsorship and gave away 20,000 shoes to South African kids for walking to school who had never had shoes before and had really been battling. Pairs of shoes. And he kind of... Not actually he, just one he, shoe. He, he gave them each a pair, <laughs> yes. So they're like 20,000 shoes, that's 10,000 pairs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, 20,000 pairs of shoes. And he, um, he teamed up with Barefoot No More. Oh, awesome. So if ever you're wondering... Who to, who to support Barefoot No More, do a lot. And, and sorry, while we're talking shoes, do you remember a few weeks ago I told you about a lady from Richards Bay who was going over to Vietnam to run in the Ultra Asia race? Mm -hmm. And it, it's like a four-day race. It's, it's a really grueling, grueling, grueling. Um, well, a, a non tu Tuko Mgabi is her name. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't even have it Mgabi. down here, so I can't tell you. Oh, non okay. Uh, non Tutuko Mgabi. Yes. Oh, gosh, that's a good one. It's almost as good as the new I Minister of Electricity. <laughs> I can't say his name either. <laughs> well, well, Ms. Mgabi did really, really well. She came second um, in the women. Mm -hmm. And fourth overall. Oh, and on the last day, she was just, yeah, and the whole time, you know, she was running for shoes. She's running to raise sponsorship money to buy shoes for school kids in KwaZulu-Natal. Excellent. Who also have never had shoes. Well, that's one, and, I wonder, um, if, do they do it anywhere else in the world where on the last day of matric, um, that all the girls, when they write their final exams, they yes. leave their school shoes if they're in good condition, obviously. They leave all of their school shoes behind. They always take like flip-flops or whatever to walk out with. And they leave their shoes and all of those shoes get taken to the um, less privileged communities for the kids, which I think yeah, is, I don't know if wonderful. they do, do, do it around the world or is it just a South African thing? I know it's definitely a South African thing. I don't know if I've seen it elsewhere. I feel like I feel like we did one story about somewhere else, but I can't mm. remember now. Well, I'm still waiting for a pair of those lekker Falskun boots that they were bringing out at one stage. We're going to have to go. We're going to have to get our friend in to come and chat to us again. Nick, yeah, yes. Nick Bayer. <laughs> well, I'll send him a message and say, Nick, we were talking about you today again. Anyhow, right. So there's YouTubers and then somebody who's, I'm sure, like making an absolute fortune on YouTube as well, because when we're talking about him quite a lot, with you, I'm a glugu glugu cat. 
To his real name is Jimmy Donaldson, Mr. Beast, um, sent a, a message to him saying, please make a video where you give electricity to South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll be a good one. <laughs> that would be. No, but I mean, the Kiffness I absolutely adore. I think his stuff is fantastic. So, I mean, yeah, I wonder, I wonder how well he does off YouTube. Very, very well. Yeah. Very well. And um, but you know he also gives away so much of it. That that seems to be a key with so many of these people that are successful. Mm. You know, it, it, the kiffness is fifty percent entertainment and fifty percent giving back and reaching out. To, you know, to other countries, other places, and to South Africans as well. The good deeds guy. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. Okay, so now you've got something else here. Duhan van der Merwe. What what is that about? <laughs> So, so Duhan, he's, he's Aka van der Merwe's brother, Aka um, Springbok. Um, I'm not going to help you. Love? Yeah, okay, okay. But anyway, anyway, Duhan is the guy who recently helped Scotland beat England at Twickenham and scored what people were calling all around the world, were calling one of the best tries ever. Ever. Um, and even Duhan himself says, you know, I did a lot of footwork. I don't normally do that. Like it wasn't one of my normal kind of tries. And, and he thinks it is the best he's ever done. So World Rugby interviewed him. And we've shared that video on SA People. Uh, it is a brilliant video. Um, he's obviously still very South African. Mm. But his gratitude to Scotland, he's been through some really tough times, really, really tough times. And his gratitude to Scotland and Edinburgh for taking him on, his pride at wearing, you know, the Scottish rugby jersey. Um, it's, it's really beautiful, really humble. Uh, watch the video. As so many people have written underneath, you know, just when I thought I couldn't love you more, Duhan, you've just you know, made me love you more. Well, I mean, so, you know, it's a of playing cool for the that. Scots. I mean, at least if he, you know, he was a makatini from Maritzburg. <laughs> Remember that ad? Yeah, <laughs> what no. kind of a mak are you? <laughs> was that chomp or something? Um, no, it was lunch bar, the, mu the much more oh, lunch yeah, oh, yeah. bar. <laughs> what kind of a mak are you? I'm a makatini from Maritzburg. Right, okay. <laughs> All right, so now, as you can tell, my, my children have a much better Scottish accent because they've watched Brave like a hundred times and they, they, they will just break into fluent Scots, but then I, I break into the Irish. And then at the moment, um, I have to be honest, we'll get onto the entertainment later, but if you had any intention of watching The Banshees of Insurance, with yeah. um, Colin Farrell and Brendan, whatever. Yeah. Don't. It is the most annoying. Why? I've watched it. Have you? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I hated it. Why, why, why didn't you like it? Because it was ridiculous. <laughs> That's all. It's just it's two hours of my life I'm not going to get back. I'm sitting in there and, you know, there, there's this, a certain way that they would say dog sh I'm not going to say it because I'm like, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, I just wanted to look at these men, go over there, say poke Mahone and then rip off their arm and hit them with a wet hand. They were behaving like histrionic children. No, drive. Well, oh, you gosh. know, I, I dragged about five friends along with me to see it, telling them that it was a comedy. I thought it was going to be a good old English comedy. Irish, Irish, my love. No, Irish is to be sure. Irish, Irish. <laughs> and um, I went to see The Whale last night. Oh, and any good? 
With Brendan Fraser. It's really good, but it's harrowing. Okay, then I, I think so. I'm going to stay away. And also, because I saw how much weight he's put on for the movie, and I'm sitting there and thinking, this was one of my heartthrobs when I was younger, when he was George of the Jungle. I think I'd be absolutely terrified to yeah. see. I saw the shorts. But he didn't. He, 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 a lot of it, he's wearing a prosthetic. Mm. I know, but it's yeah. still, it's, gone, it's gotten rid of my idea of, you know, the leading man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but he acts so well. His face, his eyes, just his eyes. He just acts with his eyes. It's amazing. Okay. So we talked about um, Home Affairs. That's the guy that you were talking about um, in Cape Town. Yes. Um, oh no, sorry, Cape, not Cape, Town, Town. Cape Town. Cape Town is about the vegan spots. I did see something about that. Sorry, I know the stories mm. were one after the other. Yes. So, so, so they've they've launched a um, my plant based city mm. map where you can now find out exactly where the vegan places are and where the restaurants are that serve like vegetarian food as That's well. That's fantastic. It's a great warning for the rest of us who aren't vegans. Okay, so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Bright face, rugby, sunny skies, and Chevrolet. There we go. Okay, so what else have you got um, in the way of news for um, the people, well, from people who are here? Local good news. What good news do we have? I'll get it eventually. Well, there was the beautiful, beautiful story of, uh, I don't know if you saw the video, um, Mac from Carte Blanche. He he lost a really dear friend of his, Andre, um, who was run over by a motorist in a pit and run. And so he pledged to do the Iron Man in his mm-hmm. honor. And um, having never, you know, he'd been, he'd cycled, but that was mm-hmm. it. He was a cyclist. Um, and it's grueling. I think 3.8 kilometer swim, 180 kilometer cycle, 42 kilometer marathon. He did it. Uh, Nelson Mandela Bay, the um, Africa triathlon. Mm-hmm. But the video at the end is just amazing. And um, our friend Derek Watts, uh, Watts is there to, to uh, you know, just they just can't stop hugging each other. But but my best is the woman. You know how they... Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Ululating, oh my goodness, the goosebumps, it's just beautiful. And yeah, so amazing achievement, very, very inspiring. Just you, you really do have to just put your mind to it and go through it. You but know? our sports people do a lot of amazing stuff for people here in South Africa as well. And, and I think that the fact that they do just adds to the fact that we're so proud of our sports people, regardless of what sport. I mean, obviously, my blood is green. So, of yeah. course, it's like boka, boka, boka all the way. But there's other people. Yeah. Um, I mean, you've got this, um, the Olympics honored, who's it, Ans Boerter and, and Wade van Niekerk. Well, no, you know, Anse Boerter um, was Wade Finneke's coach. Oh, okay. She is the one that turned things around for him and made him become a record-breaking athlete. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, his talent too, but her methods. And she, so the Olympics have honored her because they are launching this, um, it's called WISH is the short word for it, but it's, it's, it's like a project mm-hmm. with $1 million injected into it, $1 million, um, to help a hundred women around the world reach elite level of coaching. Because as Ansporta says, there's just not enough female coaches out there. And 
um, and they are so good. And she started as a coach because she was a mom of kids and she felt that the the teachers at school weren't really <coughs> applying themselves. Jenny, I'd hate it if she so was a mother of sheep. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, gosh. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, mother of human children who were very sporty. <laughs> and that, that's how she became one of the world's best. And, and the Olympics has honored her and is using her to launch this thing. And she's 81 years old, and she said she is as passionate now as ever, and nothing's going to stop her mm. continuing. Cool. Well, we also have heroes, of course, who aren't just sports people. And, um, I mean, we have like the kids who are heroes, people who are heroes. I see you've got a, a story I think uh, we talked about a little while back about the Vol River flood victims. Yeah, and then you put me on to um, Peter Moray, photographer, yeah. Pretoria photographer, and his friend in Potchefstroom, who, Shirlene. Lost everything, literally who, everything. Yeah, yeah. And it's just been amazing. We shared the story and um, the people that have come forward to help her. is phenomenal. But, it, but it's another one of those beautiful stories where – you know, Peter's also gone out of his comfort zone. He's never asked for help in mm. his life. And here he is on social media having to say, please help my friend. I, I can't help her enough, you mm. know. And and everybody's come forward and even her old school as well. Yeah, no, that's uh, terribly sad. And yeah, I, I, I applaud all of these people who go out of their way a lot of the time to help other people as well. But getting yeah. on to... We're talking about sheep, but not sheep. <laughs> I always think of sheep and hippopotamus <laughs> in the same kind of thing. Actually, it should be sheep and elephant because I remember up at Mabula Lodge um, when uh, the baby elephant uh, safari was the, the elephant that they eventually ended up being um, euthanized. Um, he was a little, little elephant um, with Ed, uh, Adele. Oh, no, sorry. What's her name? Um, oh, Vili and... But she was the Xmas South Africa. Why have I gone blank? Look at this. I'm, I must be getting old. Um, Odette Scrooby. Odette Jabeir now. And Willie Jabeir. They yeah. started Mabula. And the Safari was the little elephant who used to go running through their house. But his best friend was a sheep. <laughs> and the one night when I was there, they were relocating a hippopotamus. And it was a case of this hippo wasn't getting on. To, he was like in a foul mood. And I mean, literally having to throw myself onto the back of a flatbed truck to get away from a hippo in the middle of the night. Yeah. <gasps> oh, I can imagine because we've got a video where Shamwari, um, you know, they started that YouTube channel during lockdown mm -hmm. to kind of connect people with wildlife who couldn't go on safari and they've just celebrated their 100th episode because you know even after lockdown people still want this it's amazing mm -hmm. and um so they have just relocated three little hippo who during the eastern cape drought got left behind by their herd who were looking for more water yeah so these little three shamwari adopted and and has been rehabilitating them but they've never seen a lot of water. And they just got um, put back in the oh, wild. Fantastic. And, and the same thing, they opened the big trucks to let these three hippos run out who, who just love the water. They'd never seen so much water. It's the first time they've really swum properly. But the funniest thing is watching all the humans they, as they open the door, yeah. just running on top of the trucks. Yeah, yeah. they look like 
ants. They like well, going I mean, mad. hippos kill more people than any other animals do, apart from mosquitoes. So, I mean, everybody, oh, they're so cute. No, no, no. <laughs> you stay away from them. Do you know, do you know I, the first time I ever went on holiday to uh, Lake Malawi, the day we got there, they said to us, oh, you know, last week we had a winner here from, I think it was from Radio 5, I can't remember. So, okay. We had a winner here who ran into the lake and got taken by a hippo. So, <laughs> kind of, kind of spoiled our holiday mm. a little. Well, obviously it spoiled that man's holiday. I'm very sorry to him and his family. Um, but yeah, it made us a little nervous. Um, yeah. Um, on Treasure Hunt, um, the one time we were down at um, Lake St. Lucia. And there I am at the beginning of the show. We were starting off before we got into the helicopter and, and hovered. Um, we're sitting on a boat on the lake and I, my jumpsuit at that stage was still a yellow and blue one. And the person who was out there with us telling us the story before we got into the helicopter is like going, yeah, hippos don't like yellow. Yellow to a hippo <laughs> is like red to a bull. Okay, so I'm sitting here, oh, this is a great time to tell me where I'm sitting here in the middle of nowhere on this boat wearing yellow. I mean, just get me out of here already. <laughs> that was very interesting. Oh, no. Anyway, I tell you. Oh, no. And did you see talking yellow, uh, uh, thinking of a lion? Did you see, we had a video yesterday where the, uh, yesterday morning it happened. There was a, a kind of wandering lion you know he hasn't found his place in the world yet in the kruger and he had landed up on a rock in the middle of the cro crocodile river and got surrounded by these hippo and the one hippo actually came up and i mean huge jaws and mm. trying to but i think i think the hippo more wanted to tell him get out of our space yeah because i mean hippos are didn't really want to yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But a shame. I so, mean, that, um, we, we didn't talk about it last week, about the other lion which had been wandering around on the R512 in, in Gauteng. Um, I don't know what – have you heard anything what's happened to that lion? Hopefully they didn't shoot it. Maybe they, I hope they just rehomed it. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I haven't I, seen I, further I to the story. Yeah. You know, all these – you know, so we do have lions yeah. walking in the street here. <laughs> so many lately. All right, well, that's, yeah. that's all very entertaining. <laughs> but what can we watch on the small screen, which is a little bit safer? <laughs> Well, you know how you were just talking about South Africans sport being sporty and mm -hmm. everything? Uh, the new season of Below Deck began on Netflix today. But what's that got to do with um, sport? What is, uh, what is Below Deck? Well, Below Deck is, is about people working on super yachts. That's not sporty. So, it, wait. So, the guy who's on is South African. His name is Ashton Pinar, and he is ripped like you can't believe. Um, in fact, one of the girls What's says, this on after all? This is a fun <laughs> Maybe I'll watch it. <laughs> she, says, she says, he's a fun piece of man candy. <laughs> so, he is. He's a very fun piece of man candy. And I think, I think that somewhere in the season, episode 10, he's going to have an accident that's one of the biggest – what is the biggest that that Below Decks ever had? So he is definitely one to watch. But he's he's um, he's really sweet. He's really sweet. But he says, you know, because when he takes off his clothes, people are like, "Wow!" And he says, "Oh yeah, they make us, you know, strong and hard in South Africa." <laughs> um, <laughs> so he's a very good advert for that kind of for our African. for our Erkies, yeah. 
There's many kinds of South Africans, beautiful South Africans. We're not all the same. I know we're always going on about Boersukafro, um, and then somebody put uh, on, on Facebook yesterday, oh, the one thing that these people who have applied to it don't really think about is all of these girls don't think about the fact that um, <clears throat> you're going to be living on a farm. <laughs> That's why a lot of them bail. No, the no coffee shop nearby. No, so I was like, no, yeah, but I still want somebody to help me with the blonde sukabur. There we go. So that'll that, coming to a screen near you soon. <laughs> so we've got um, we'll what, what is um, below deck on? Is it on Showmax? That's on Netflix. Netflix. Okay. It's on Netflix now. If you've got Showmax, um, particularly if you're overseas and you want to plug into a South African TV series, there's the new season of Die Bale, and that features Detective Piet van der Bale, who mm -hmm. is just like this brilliant detective, and his team, and they are solving murder cases. And I think this time it's kind of going to turn on them. They are the target. Ooh. So. I might give that a watch because I'm, I'm watching Father Brown at the moment. So, I mean, if, I'm, if I can watch Father Brown, <laughs> I can watch something South African too. All right. And, of course, Showmax 2 and for one deal has been extended. Well? Yes. Okay. To 31st of March. Okay. And I see that you Pay have coming up, coming up, you've got um, something which is very exciting for me because I've also been posting this person's pictures on the Bulb Group because, oh, my goodness me, the Sandhof lilies in Namibia. The pictures, um, I, I always think of them, Captain Kale. Okay, but I know it's not Captain Kale. It's Kale, I don't know how to say the surname, but it's Kyleen CPT is the um, Instagram handle. K -Y it's Kyle Gooch. Yeah, Gooch. Okay, but his he, name is Kyle Gooch. But his Instagram is K Y L E Kyle I N. Kyle. I-N-C-P-T. So obviously Kyle in Cape Town. But I always think of Captain Kyle. Correct. You know. <laughs> Um, <laughs> he's, um, oh, gosh, yeah, he's a landscape photographer based oh, there. Beautiful. And he, so he went, he, the stunning, stunning pictures and that video as well. So we'll have that on, on SA People. Um, he's given us permission. He, um, I mean, it's such a rare phenomenon. And it's only the, those millions of lilies in, on that farm in Namibia, they only bloom for four to six days. Mm. So you've got that challenge to get there. And, and get those photos, and he got them. He really captured them so beautifully. Absolutely stunning. All right, there we have it. So, of course, if you have any wonderful pictures or wonderful stories you'd like to share with us, because we love it when people do, don't be Jenny. <laughs> we do. So we want you to send those things through to Jenny on sapeople.com. Share the joy. We have a beautiful country. Let's get everybody understanding that. It's not just all about <sighs> corruption and... Stop it, stop it. We've got a beautiful country, full stop. Yeah, we have a beautiful country. Beautiful, no, beautiful. I, I'm just kidding because there was a guy who was out here for the 2020 cricket and he put a whole thing about he was staying in Santon and it was just – I read the entire story a last personal. night and it was really kind of quite saddening and a lot of people are like, yeah, but you're only talking – you can't say it's the whole of South Africa. It was just Joburg and I'm sitting there and thinking, but – Imagine if you're in this area and you have to live with that every day of your life. So I just, I've just put there, said, next time you come in, because he said, I'm never coming back to South Africa. I said, well, the next time you come, just get hold of me, because you need a big, strong blonde who has lots of contacts to look after your ass. <laughs> and there we have it. Well done. Look after your asses too, people, and we'll catch up with you again next week. Jenny, always a pleasure. Lots of love to you. Thanks, Mel. Bye. You've been listening to another Solid Gold podcast.